I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do have Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the Sick Little Creations. And you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Before I get started on this episode, and no, this is not an ad, this is actually a really exciting announcement. I've decided to disguise this podcast as a legitimate podcast, and have now decided to add intro and outro music. Something I think I promised a while back, but then never actually did. And to add more fun to it, it's something music I've had for a little while and just never added it in. This is just something I threw together, so um, I don't need to like really credit or copyright site copyrights to anyone like that. Um, I did uh, use the app BamLab to do that, so uh, I'm not set in stone with this song uh, with this song yet for the intro or outro. But if you like it, let me know. If you hate it, let me know. If you're indifferent, I you can let me know if you want. Uh, but I might change up the song at some point in a future episode or even for a future season but in the meantime we'll dive right into the uh, to the music and then the episode hi everybody this is matt kirby and welcome to a brand new episode of groupie and harmony the podcast all about music Today will be a fun one because we're going the main chunk of the episode we're going to be discussing the uh, my predictions for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees this year or inductees this year rather. And this one is especially interesting year. There's something because there was an event that I talked about it some on the podcast I believe, but I think this really makes this a unique year. So that'll be a fun one. We're also going to be discussing some music festivals. But before we get into that, I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Give that a like. I post any updates about the podcast, any new episodes, any posts from our music blog, Feeling Groupie. Um, next post, uh, so what I'm thinking is, because I wasn't sure for a little while what I would post on Feeling Groupie for a little while, uh, but probably next in the next week, I will have a new segment coming on. Uh, as starting. Uh, if not, it might be sooner, but I'll definitely discuss it some more at uh, if there's time at the end of this episode. If not, I'll discuss it next episode and also have an intro post about that one because I wasn't sure what I was holding off for a little bit because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, whether I was ready to start this new series or not. But I think I am ready, so I'll excuse me, I'll be doing that. Uh, I also have a basketball blog, Is Baller Trademark Yet? There's a separate Facebook page for that. Uh, just, so I'm recording this on Friday, or Friday, May 1st, I mean, that's a Sunday, Sunday, May 1st, rather, um, that shows how well my week has been, <laughs> and weekend, um, I finally, uh, posted my long-promised what's going right with for the Celtics, uh, post, I also did a post that was, um, that discussed, uh, why I hope that people stop talking about the Lakers soon, because I'm just getting sick of it, um, they're not even in the playoff. They're a crappy team this year. So um, I'm going to have a post that's coming out hope sometime this week. Uh, that I'm planning on doing one that is a WNBA preview. Uh, because I found that in the last couple of years when I did like a huge like a NBA, tried to do a huge NBA one, it just was so much for me. I'm not going to be doing as huge of an WNBA one to experiment with that just just to see if uh, I am a little bit more sane as a result. Um, but I'll still like discuss each team a little bit, but not like go into as much depth as I have in the last couple of years for the NBA, just because it's so much for me. Um, 
So be on the lookout for that because the WNBA season in particular starts out February 6th. I mean, Friday the 6th, I meant. Oh, boy. This will be a fun one, eh? Um, but, yeah, we'll start out on Friday, May 6th. So I'm really looking forward to that one. There's a This is a really going to be a really interesting season, I think. Um, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, now uh, for today's episode, uh, we'll start out with the with discussing a few music festivals. So I'm going to be discussing uh, three festivals in particular. Uh, so uh, one of them I so I can't remember if I discussed one of them or not because um, I don't think it was the fe- lineup was just announced, um, but. I couldn't find it anywhere my anything that I saved. Um, and then two other ones that actually have been announced recently I'll be discussing. So we'll start with the one that I might have discussed. I'm not sure yet. Uh, Dance-topia, or Dance... Excuse me, Dance-festopia. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be taking place in, uh, in Kansas City from September 6th through 11th says wow that's a long festival um they've uh um and uh so far they've announced uh, they have most of the lineup announced uh they have uh uh, for headliners they have the date set other they only have a few that they have the date set for uh, the headliners on the thursday so the eighth they have seven lions uh on the friday they have uh ganja white Ganja White Knight. On Saturday they have Lewis the Child, and on Sunday they have Dead Mouse as the headliners. Other acts that they have, um, so some other bigger names first. They have uh, At Atlians, Barely Alive, Black Tiger, Sex Machine, a back-to-back set of for Boogie T and Dirt Monkey, Elder Elderbrook, um, Gastly, uh, Marauda, um. Think that I think that one's Griff. Uh, Midnight Tyrannosaurus, Midas, Send the Sky, Sullivan King, and Troy Boy. Uh, some other uh, some other bigger names that they have include Apache, uh, Far Out, Jimintari, uh, Kesh, Oxlian, Daily Bread, Crankout, uh, Zia, Truth, The Whittler. Nomana, back to back with Eddie, Jero, Company, Acervantes, Blood Brothers, Last Heroes, Sippy, Rated R, Earl Grey, uh, Ghost Cult, Indigo Child, I Wolf, Kendall, but uh, a blank, a bunch, bunch, bunch of others. Um, I think that they have some really good choices there. I think that uh, the headliners were really great choices. Each of those have like really big followings, so I think that those were brilliant choices. Um, I think that some of the other acts I think were really smart. Sullivan King uh, has like a... It's interesting. He has like a crossover following too. Um, Elderbrook has a sizable following. Atlians I think was really smart. Black Tiger Sex Machine. Uh, Boogie T. Uh, Troy Boy, I think all those ones really smart. Overall, I think that this one, I think electronic fans, I'd imagine that they'd be pretty excited about this one. Um, and I think that, in particular, this one is a little bit longer than uh, uh, than some than of past festivals they've had. Past festivals they've had were four days, so this one is a couple additional days. So, uh, if you're into this type of music, I think that I'd imagine that one would be pretty fun time. The next festival we're going to be discussing is uh, Four Chord Music Festival. So um, that one takes place on... It's actually a two-day festival. In the past, it's been a one-day festival. This is the first year they're doing a two-day festival, September 9th and 10th, so Friday, Saturday. It's going to be taking place in Washington, Pennsylvania, which is close to Pittsburgh. Um headlining the so on the headliners for the first day all the bit uh or like bad bad religion and uh bad religion descendants for day one all time blow and jimmy world for day two 
Uh, so on Friday, you have, in addition to Bad Religion and Descendants, you have Pennywise, Silverstein, The Amity Affliction, Story of the Year, uh, Lagwagon, H2O, and The Avalanche, and some others. On Saturday, in addition to All Tableau and Jimmy Eat World, you have uh, Story So Far, Starting Line, The Main, Mom Jeems, Games We Play, and others, including 2X that they haven't announced yet. So I think um, this one's a little bit interesting because in the past, they've what they've done is they've had like uh, one massive, massive name as the headliner and then um, went for the single day one and then still like some sizable acts. This year, I think it's looking more like that with the two day one. They didn't necessarily go for the massive, massive name, but even still, I mean, Bad Religion is like a legendary name in punk. All Time Low is really popular in pop punk. And then even like get also doing like Descendants and Jimmy World was like the second biggest name in each day. I think it's really smart. So it sounded like that day one, it is with some exceptions, there is more of a punk focus near the top. And then um, on the day two, there's more of a pop punk focus. Uh, I think that story of the year, the story so far, I meant to say, um, is a really smart one for the Saturday. Um, Pennywise still has a mass following for the, uh, for the Friday. So I think that one's also a really good idea. Um, I think that they do have a lot of acts that do have followings that are really smart ones. Um, starting line, the main, uh, mom jeans are all really good choices. Um, and then H2, I think is an underrated choice. Uh, Silverstein, I think is a solid choice. Story so far is an interesting one. I think the Amity Affliction also is an interesting one. So I do think that they made some really good choices with this one. Uh, and I think, I, I think that the, uh, this one might wind up being a success. i much i'm wondering how it will fare compared to how they did in the past with a major name headliner and then the a bunch of openers and then uh the last one that i'm going to be talking about is uh uh something in the water festival so pharrell williams festival is coming back it's going to be in washington dc june 17th through 19th uh so um there's uh there's a bunch of random acts uh so um for uh so you have Pharrell um you I'm gonna be going all over the place here because uh with the way it's set up uh so you have Pharrell you have uh Dave Matthews bands Tyler the Creator uh Run the Jewels Ray Shrummer Pusha T Ti uh. Roddy Rich, uh, Chloe Exhale, Chloe Exhale, um, Calvin Harris, Denzel Curry, Black, uh, Emotional Oranges, Dominic Fike, uh, Earth Gang, uh, Lil Uzi Ferd, Lil Baby, Lucky Day, uh, John Batiste, Jeremy Zucker, Sid. As Osuda, Omar Apollo, Moneybag Yo, Mariah the Scientist, Sabrina Claudio, Snow Allegra, Tierra Whack, Usher, a bunch, bunch of other ones. There's probably a, a Duckworth. There's probably at least one Blast Fia. Um, there's probably at least one big name that I just accidentally skipped over. Oh, Ashanti and Jarul. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one, I think that, wow, this one's a loaded one. Um, Thundercat also, I didn't see them at that one at first. Slow Tide, missed him. Uh, Skepta, yeah, this one's a really good festival, uh, lineup. So I think that those are some really interesting choices. I, Matt, there's you have a bunch of names that would be massive names at festivals. Uh, Tyler, the Creator, for instance, that's huge. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, that's huge. Little Baby, Lil Uzi Ferd. Uh, right. I mean, all those acts are so big, and I think that you do. They do have some like really smart ones that wouldn't necessarily be headliners. Um, but I think Pusha T is a really good choice. For instance, um, Run the Jewels. They've risen in popularity, but I do think that if you can get them as like maybe not necessarily the biggest name on the festival, but like uh, like even like third, fourth biggest name, maybe even second biggest name, that's a really good choice. Roddy Rich, I think, is really smart. Also, uh. Earth Gang is another one I think is so smart. Chloe Haley, I think is really smart also. There's a lot that I just think are really smart to for 
looking. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, we're going to move the next thing. So, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, their voting has closed so, uh, for the nominees. So, uh, while uh, we don't know what the vote with the vote currently is among the voters, uh, that it'll be announced sometime this month in May. I'm uh, I'm just gonna announce them now, just to make sure that I can make my predict. I mean, make my predictions now, rather, just to make sure that I get get my predictions in beforehand, because I like making predictions. Uh, and then as a bonus, I'll also uh, discuss who I'd predict. Um, so now the nominees are in alphabetical order. A Tribe Called Quest, Beck, Carly Simon, Devo, Dionne Warwick, Dolly Parton, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Bella Cootie, Judas Priest, Kate Bush, Lionel Richie, MC5, New York Dolls, Pat Benatar, and Rage Against the Machine. So there's 17 nominees. I um, th theoretically they have five artists getting in, though uh, there are times where it ends up being more. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's more this year. Oh, but I'll get to that in a second. And this year there was something new where um, someone imp tried implementing the vote tra uh, Hall of Fame vote tracker, which uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame had done that. It does have something like that where. Uh, sizable number of voters not well not the majority a sizable number of voters will like make the if either if their votes were made public or if uh or they could just send the people doing the tracker their votes then uh that they'll be marked on the tracker to give people an idea of what's going on with the vote so far and usually you can there are certain trends that about how players will how the voting for certain players will be prior to the announced being results and uh, versus after them they someone tried doing that this year so last time i checked um i think it was earlier today they only had like 40 votes on there so i don't think and like apparently last year they had like around 1400 so it won't i'm not even using that i don't think it will be a good representation at all if we do use that though a tribe called quest leads the way in votes <laughs> so yeah um what I'm going to do because uh, for this one is uh, I will discuss um, my uh, who, I, who I predict will get in. And the way that I do, I do it, because I started, I did this for the first time last year. Because two, so two years ago, I had accurately predicted that there will be six. I said, I think there will be six people getting in. I actually predicted that six people would get in. Um, last year, because I had no idea, I just said, look, I'm just going to rank them in order of who I think most likely to get in, who would be most likely to get in or not. And if they do six, then, uh, these, if they do six, it'll look at my first six. And that's how I did it. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing this year. Um, but before we even get into that. So, uh, one thing that is interesting is, uh, two, so there's two things that have actually been a pretty good indicator for, uh, who gets in the last several years. And that's, uh, one of them is looking at the rock and roll hall of fame fan vote. And the results for that one, uh, this year from first through 17th, the winner of that by a long shot was Duran Duran, uh, with over 905,000 votes after that. Um, the next four that would be on the fan ballot, cause they do have one fan ballot. The other four in addition to Duran Duran would be Eminem, Pat Benatar, Eurythmics and Dolly Parton. After that, the order uh, for artists goes Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, Devo, Kate Bush, Rage Against the Machine, Dionne Warwick, A Tribe Called Quest, New York Dolls, Beck, MC5, and Fila Cootie. Now, uh, I, and the other one, there, and also actually with the fan vote, let me explain that first. So, um, the, the, to get, basically to, uh, to, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame advertised implementing this fan vote as their way to get fans involved. Uh, really, it's inconsequential because uh, they uh, because what ha uh, what happens is looking at the uh, is that the fan vote counts for one ballot out of the fourteen hundred, 
So really the only thing that, in my opinion, the fan vote does is if they see one artist who is really popular in the fan vote, they might think, ooh, maybe fans would be happy if we put them in and maybe people would be willing to spend money to come to this thing. Otherwise, it's really just a... It, honestly, the best way I can put it is it's just a delusion to uh, pretend to make fans feel better about themselves and to pretend that they feel important. Um, the other thing that is important is actually, I think has been a good in terms of accuracy is this one site future rock legends they're not associated with the rock and roll hall of fame but they do they do have like different things related to the rock and roll hall of fame they have um uh, they have things like how likely artists might get in um in particular based on people voting they have uh they also have like a formula to predict uh likelihoods uh they have like when artists are eligible they have like who's eligible by year uh, and when they, and then when they, uh, one thing that they do is they also will do a digital dream door. I mean, I'm sorry, not digital dream door. That's a different site. Future Rock Evidence, rather, uh, fan vote. And uh, what that is is kind of a similar setup. You could choose because with uh, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, ballot, because each ballot you could vote for five, up to five. So this kind of thing, you vote for, you vote for five. You can vote for five, and then they will compare them. Now, uh, the top five for this one were Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, Judas Priest, Eurythmics, and Carly Simon. And then after that, the order was Dolly Parton, Eminem, Lionel Richie, Rage Against the Machine, Beck, Kate Bush, Dionne Warwick, Devo, A Tribe Called Quest, New York Dolls, MC5, and Phil Cootie. So it's really similar, but one thing that was really interesting, one really interesting difference with the, these two is that um, some people would say, ooh, Carly Simon or Judas Priest. I don't find those interesting. The one I find most interesting is Dolly Parton because that's going to be the biggest question this year because Dolly Parton, not long into the voting, asked to be removed from the ballot, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said no. On Friday, she, when asked what how she would respond if she got in, she would said she'd happily, something along the lines of she'd happily and gratefully accept it. So now... At that point, I don't know how that's going to go because in the past, if there have been cases of someone criticizing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then them never being inducted until they were playing nice, like Nine Inch Nails is the best example of that. Trent Reznor criticized it a lot. Then uh, he inducted The Cure, and then suddenly the next year he was on the ballot and got in. Uh, but, I mean, there really hasn't been a case of someone asking to be removed from it. The Sex Pistols made a big stink after they got in, but that was a little bit different. So, um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that one, but as beside the, well, we'll get to that in a, a little bit more in a second where I think she'll fall. Um, and now as, but the reason I say that those two, um, Future Rock Legends and the fan voter are, are pre a pretty good indicator is that one thing that Future Rock Legend has pointed out in the past is that majority of the time, when someone's in the top, an artist is in the top five for both of those, they get in. And this year, the artists in the top five, both the top five for both of those were Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, and Eurythmics. What's interesting, the reason that makes that, that I, that's part of why I said Dolly Parton is really interesting because Dolly Parton finished just behind Carly Simon in the Future Rock Legends vote. So that really shakes things up a bit now um uh now uh we'll go on to my predictions so ultimately i think i think there'll be at least six people that get in or artists that get in i should say and there might even be a seventh um but and i don't think that there will be much more than that but what's interesting with this one is realistically i think that any of them have a case to be made for uh, getting in, which you don't always have that. I know last few years you had Todd Rundgren, who I don't think should have been inducted as a performer. I think he should have been inducted in uh, the um, musical excellence category, but because I think that his uh, career as like a producer songwriter um, with Utopia and with some other projects is was more important than just his solo career. Um, so, anyways. I think, and again, the way that I'm going to do this with the artists who I think are 
how with this one is instead of saying these are the five that will get in or these are the six that will get in, I'm, again, I've just ranked them in order of who I think is most likely. And that's just because I don't know for sure how many would get in. So I figure this year, I figure it'll just be easier. The one that I think is most likely is Eminem. And I think that the past several years, because if you look at the history of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, the last uh, several years, um, uh, the, a hip-hop artist has gotten in. And, uh, I mean, even just, uh, I have it up here, let's see, because um, 2021 you had Jay-Z, 2020 you had uh, Notorious Big, 2019 you had Tupac, uh, or I'm sorry, 2019 you didn't have any, uh, it must have been 2017 was Tupac, yeah, 2017 was Tupac, my bad, so 2019 there actually wasn't any, um, but yeah, 20, same thing with 2018, 2017 Tupac, 2016 NWA, uh, so I mean, in recent years they have been inducting big names, and Eminem, I think, will feels like a lock to get in. Um, and even with Pete, because he had did have some crossover success with uh, for rock fans. So even people that are like hip hop is shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though the president has been set and they uh, and artists who and there are a lot of hip hop, a lot of things within hip hop music was influenced by rock music. So I am. So I think that that. Uh, sentiment being opposed to it is just moronic at this point. Um, and also, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but I think the fact that he's white will make it uh more likely than, for instance, someone like Jay Z who wasn't a lock. Um, I think that he's uh, I think he is the lone lock. I think that there's two the next there's two others that I think are really close to being locks, but I think Eminem is the lone lock. Uh, second most likely is Pat Benatar. I. Th- think that a big part of that reason for that is because in the last several years the rock and roll hall of fame suddenly came to the realization that hey what people some people have been saying is correct we have almost no women in the rock and roll hall of fame so it seems like that they've been going like going crazy trying to induct women in the rock and roll hall of fame um in some cases even inducting artists that they were when they're inducted it's like are they rock like nina simone um i'm when she got inducted, I was like, I'm not sure that she, I would consider her rock. I never have, but I mean, if you do consider her rock, I'm not opposed to it. But yeah, the last time that you didn't have a female artist inducted was 2016. So I think that some female artists will get in. Pat Benatar, I think is, uh, is a bit of an icon at this point. Um, uh, and like, there are some artists who are held in a similar realm in hard rock music like for instance Joan Jett that have gotten in um or like have this similar kind of aura about them uh that have gotten in like uh Stevie Nicks gotten recently so I think that uh I think that she's a pretty good bet to get in and I mean even a few years ago I was wondering if she would get in as well so I'm when she was inducted a couple years ago so I figure that this it'll be like two times the charms here um the third most likely one that I think will get in is Duran Duran and in recent years, they have because uh, so if you want to consider them new wave, which they were early on, the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has has inducted several of the major new wave acts, uh, like Talking Heads, Elvis Costello, Blondie, The Pretenders, uh, and then they have also inducted um a bunch of other uh bands that have uh had success among in the eighties, uh. One in particular that, uh, like two in particular, Depeche Mode and The Cure were inducted in the last few years. So, I and and when I say that, I don't mean like uh the like hair metal bands. Like when I think of that, like um when I think of the recent inductees of like Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, um. So I think a lot of because a lot of people were predicting that uh Duran Duran would get a nomination. I'm not at all surprised. I wasn't surprised to see him get a nomination. And now, after seeing The Cure and uh, Depeche Mode get in the last few years, I think that Duran Duran feels like the feels like the next one in line to get in in that regard. And also the fact that they topped the fan vote and the uh, Future Rock Legends vote. That really says a lot. Um, the fourth most likely one. Now, we drop off a bit. I don't think anyone after this is a lock by any means. 
are even close to a lock. Uh, the next most likely one will be Eurythmic. And the f fact that they, uh, a big part of the reason I have them so high is because they uh, finished in the top five for both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fan vote and the uh, Future Rock Legends vote, which is why I have uh, Pat Benatar and Duran Duran there as well. Uh, I don't think this one's a lock, though. I think that uh, because uh, there's a case to be made that um, since they were synth pop, some people might think, oh, are they electronic then? And uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has basically given no answers with electronic music uh, by giving up on Craftwork uh, and putting them in as a, as an early influence artist, whereas they, even though I would consider them more rock than a predecessor of rock, and then uh, inducting Depeche Mode, who did crossover into rock and alternative music. So I think that there's some of that. And also, I mean, they're, they're I don't know that uh, they're as influential as some other acts, and their career really wasn't a very long one. I, it uh, compared to some uh, compared to some of the other acts that are on the ballot. So I think that that all that could work against them. I think ultimately the fact that there really isn't a clear cut answer there um, would uh, for after the top three, and there could be a few different ones, and especially after Dolly Parton pulled out. Are not to pull out, but wanted to pull out for a little while. I think that could put them in prime position to get in. And now, I really think that it for the, I really think that for the if there's five, I think it's really close between two. But I think that uh, and because I think that they're realizing two backlashes that they could face from this. But I think the backlash that they would face more that they wisely would is if they don't induct a black artist and now uh um i mean the last time that because uh, the last several years they actually have inducted a black artist which that was another one with that the rock and roll of fame was pointed out to them and suddenly they're like oh yeah you know we haven't induct been inducting black artists uh may or as many as we maybe we should and have been influential in rock music maybe we should do that uh the last time uh no black artists were inducted in a year was 2014. So, and especially, I think that it, uh, especially, um, given, uh, how even since 2014, the world was different in, uh, in terms of, uh, awareness of, uh, I think in terms of awareness of, uh, discrimination even, which I know that's ridiculous, even 2014 saying that that wasn't as, that we weren't as aware, but still, that I it's, I think it's true. Um, I think that they'll say we should induct a, a black artist. And I think that really, um, out of the ones, because I, I think that the one that's most likely, because I'll discuss the other four in on here later on, uh, but I think there's one that's much more likely than the other ones, and that's Lionel Richie. So I think that because he is just such a beloved name in uh, in the industry, and I mean, I think that there are a lot of people that heard that he was nominated and were like, wait, he wasn't in yet? So I, um, I'm guessing that uh, that would be my prediction for fifth, most likely. The, and that's not to say that he shouldn't get in by them saying, by me saying that they think that maybe they should put in a black artist i'm just saying that because um i don't because with, especially with dolly Parton not necessarily uh uh not being as much of a lock now or not being a lock now i think because i think before she had made her statements about asking if she could be withdrawn from pull out of the ballot i th i think that uh she i do think that she was a lock before that um so uh but I I just think that they that they'll without there being like a definitive fifth option, I think that that would be the next most likely. Uh, sixth most likely is another one that if they don't induct, could they could face some backlash, which is Judas Priest. Uh, the reason for that is because last year they when they didn't induct Iron Maiden, uh, there was a lot of backlash for that. Um, and for me, I mean, I thought that I thought Iron Maiden would get in. I thought that. He, I thought I think I had them either first or second most likely to get in, and then uh, 
the one that I was wrong about was Todd Todd Rundgren, who I thought was seventh most likely to get in, and they inducted six. Um, but yeah, I I know for me I was annoyed about that just because mainly because I thought that Iron Man was like the no brainer on the ballot, and then uh, uh, Todd Rundgren I thought shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think that because there was a lot of backlash there. I wonder if they'll try to sneak Judas Priest on the ballot, and especially um. With now there is a bit of an opening with that with uh Dolly Parton's cop uh with Dolly Parton's comments that I think that I have them sixth most likely and seventh most likely I have Dolly Parton because I have no idea what's gonna happen here. Could she get in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is she luck? Absolutely not. I think that with her asking to be removed for the ballot, I uh, I think that uh, it's uh. I just think that with that, I don't think it's a lock by any means because of her comments. I don't know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would react. This has never happened before with someone asking to be removed from the ballot and then not being removed from the ballot. Actually, I think it's the first time that someone's asked to be removed from the ballot that I know of. So I have no idea what's going to happen here. Could go either way. I have her seventh most likely because I still think that she could get in. Um, eighth most likely is Carly Simon. I th think because I, I originally had her lower, but then given the returns with both the uh, future rock legends and rock and roll hall of fame polls, where she finished fifth and uh, seventh respectively, I think that there is a serious chance she could get in. Uh, and I mean, she, I think that also she, there are a lot of current pop artists that do cite her as an influence. So I think that could help out her cause. Um, uh, and also the fact that they might say, Hmm, how can we induct more women? And she could be an option there. And again, that's not to say that she shouldn't get in. I think that she's a worthy candidate. Um, I'm just pointing out how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame seems to be operating some years uh, recently. Uh, ninth most likely is Rage Against the Machine. Uh, this one's really interesting because, in my opinion, they should get in. Um, I'll get to who I would vote for on the ballot in a little while just because if this, I think that I think that there is it's a loaded ballot, so I think it's really tough to put them on necessarily. Um, but this is really weird because Rage Against the Machine is a really weird case where in some cases they're immensely popular even to this day, and in some cases they're immensely hated even to this day, which I think is really interesting to see because you, um, because it really is such a polarizing response, um, and um, I mean. I think that it does leave a bitter taste in some people's mouth, the fact that Tom Morello is on the nominating committee, their guitarist, and he they keep getting nominated. <laughs> I think that could that, that could leave a bitter taste in some people's mouth. But due to the lack of... Uh, due to the small number of hard rock artists this year, it's entirely possible that they get in. That's it. I have them ninth most likely. Tenth most likely, I have New York Dolls, um, because, I mean... For these 60s and 70s acts, the nominating committee still keeps nominating a bunch of them. And uh, New York Dolls and MC5 seem to be the two that they keep nominating, even though there are several British invasion acts that you'd think that they'd still keep nominating, considering if Dave Clark 5 is getting in, they clearly have an affinity for those acts. And yet they haven't put in, like, Herman's Hermits or Man for Mad, Man, or just like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, New York Dolls, they are influential, and they do, ha uh, especially in, like, alternative and punk music. Um, I just don't think they'll get in because I don't think they have enough supporters at this point and the fact that they are they have MC5 against them also. Um, Beck I have as the 11 most likely because I really don't know what's going to happen with Beck. Because, um, I mean, in uh, the Future Rock Legends uh, vote, he uh, he's 10th. In uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vote, he's 15th. And in the tracker's vote, he had, out of the 40 people that voted, he's the lone artist that had no votes. So I'm really not sure because, I mean, he is well-respected in uh, alternative music, but he is might he might be a bit weird for the, uh, to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so I really don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I, I mean, I'm in favor of him getting in. I just don't think with the, with that, uh, um, with that class that he will he will get in. Um, 12th most likely, I have uh, Dionne Warwick. 
I uh I think there is a serious case to be made that uh Dion War uh that Warwick could get in. Um and I think the fact that they might say, Hey, look, we also and it, we don't have many black artists, we don't have many female artists, we have to have even fewer female black artists. So they could say, Hey, this is a good chance to put her in. A good way, reason for her. But I just think that because I think that there are other artists that would get in before her. And I think also that when you have uh Leno Richie and the fa- uh I think that he has a stronger case so that might that will make her much less likely. Um thirteenth most likely I have Debo. Um I would have had them lower except probably except for the fact that uh well uh they actually were really high on the <laughs> on the fan vote. Um they uh finished ninth, which I was really surprised by. Um I and also uh, there have been multiple festivals that have uh that have booked them uh so i think and it's been a bigger deal when they've been booked by festivals they seem to be uh they do seem to be beloved even though there's like by how i would define one hit wonders uh with uh being one top 40 hit and for us i for us one hit wonders i should say they technically would be considered a one hit wonder in that regard although they were really influential in other ways so uh i don't i don't think that uh they will get in would i be but i don't think the least likely ones would i be absolutely shocked if they get in honestly no um i just don't think that the other arts ahead of them are more likely um kate bush i have 14th uh i would love for her to get in um but i uh don't i mean but and she did better than i would have predicted in uh the fan vote she finished 10th um and uh she did pretty well com- compare she also did decently well in uh the um in the future rock legends vote in, compared to where i have her well i have her 14th she finished 10th and 11th in the future rock legends vote respectively um i think that uh sometimes there is it is tougher for an act that had a lot of popularity in the uk and not as much in the u.s though t-rex did get in recently so i think that could uh that could that be a case of the paradigm being shifted possibly probably not and also the fact that i think that i think that being an art rock artist i think that they pro that they'll probably view her as being a bit too weird or eclectic even though in terms of art rock she's nowhere near and art pop in particular is probably a better way to describe her She's nowhere near as weird or eclectic as other artists. Um, 15th, most likely, I have MC5. Um, they keep getting nominated. I don't... They keep doing poorly in the votes. Uh, but I think that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame realized... Or the nominating committee realized, wait, there's only so many 60s artists we haven't nominated yet. And they just keep throwing them on because they can't come up... Because they haven't realized yet that... Uh, there are other acts, or there are a bunch of British Invasion acts that were popular that they haven't nominated. Um, in the, uh, they were sixteenth in uh the Rock Legends or Future Rock Legends vote and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fan vote. So second to last in both, I uh, I have I think that uh, just because of the presence of. New York Dolls, I think that makes them a little bit less likely. Uh, 16th most likely, I have a Tribe Called Quest. Even though they, um, they weren't second to last in, uh, either vote, they, uh, were 14th in the, uh, and 13th in the Future Rock Legends vote and the fan vote, respectively. I, I think that the fact that they aren't gonna nominate two hip-hop artists, uh, so that one, I I even consider them having seventeenth most likely, um, but seventeenth I have Phil Acuity. Um, I uh, I think that uh, I he finished last uh by a large margin for both of them, uh, for both those votes. So I and I I just he's not a household name. All these other acts found much more popularity in the U.S. than he did. So I think that there's a lot of people that will just say who and not even do the research, despite the fact that he is was incredibly influential in music. So and I guess there some people would argue, well, there he did with uh, 
Afro pop. He was, uh, he was especially, uh, right there was a case to be made that he did cross over more into jazz. I wouldn't consider him a jazz artist necessarily. Really though, I think I so those are who I think how I think is most likely. Um, now uh, we'll do who I would I do who I would vote for. I don't have a vote. Um, but you probably gathered by this. Um, but at this point, but uh, the um, who I would vote for is uh. Um, so, again, I did it based on my ranking also. Um, my, if I had a vote, so, and this is actually who, because I didn't vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vote. I did do the Future Rock Legends vote, uh, because I do really like that site. Um, the one that I had first was Judas Priest. Um, I, I think they're a top five metal band of all time, and, uh, really, really 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 influential possibly the most influential artist on the ballot so um for me that one was a that one was a no-brainer another one that's a no-brainer for me was tribe called quest um i know that might be surprising thinking that i have them ahead of eminem but i think that they're not only they're influencing hip-hop but they also had crossover into like and like especially with underground hip-hop their influence there by incorporating alternative rap and uh alternative hip-hop and jazz rap but also i think that if you were to call them an alternative group which based on how alternative hip-hop they went at times i i don't see how you couldn't keep have them in the top 100 alternative artists even so i have them second third eminem i do think that uh he is uh i mean he is a lot of people consider him one of the best rappers of all time he had so much commercial success, was really influential, um, and uh, I really do just think that um, he really was important in hip-hop music and rock as a whole. Um, fourth, most likely, um, humorously enough, despite the fact I don't think they get in and me just saying they, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame keeps nominating them, and they, even though I every year I feel like they don't have a shot, MC5, uh, they were really, they're really important to act in punk music, really influential in garage rock and alternative music. I think that they really did change the shape of music, uh, especially in punk music, which really did uh, shape uh, uh, punk music in the 70s. And also then they were essential in shaping alternative music afterwards. Uh, and there's a bunch, there's th three artists in particular I was really torn between for the fifth spot. Ultimately, I went Kate Bush. Uh, I think absolutely i really hope she gets it i don't think she will but uh i i mean i have said in the past that along with carol king who got in last year and uh tracy chapman who uh continues to not even get nominated but i'm not surprised by that unfortunately i think that those three that sh those three are the greatest female songwriters slash performers of all time and I think all three of them are among the all-time great songwriters. There, she's and Kate Bush was such an important songwriter in modern pop music and art pop music, um, and rock also like alternative rock and indie rock, indie rock, indie pop music. I think that even though she's not, there are a lot of names that are bigger household names. I think that she was she's essential in shaping what music is like today. Um, sixth most sixth for my. Now, uh, for the 6 through 17, I had them ranked in uh, order of who of um, next most likely kind of thing. Um, sixth, I have Philakuti. I really wanted to include him, but just due to limits, I couldn't. Um, I think that he really was important in uh, popularizing Afro-pop music, uh, making, really, uh, making it known around the world that, hey, African music is legit. Uh, Afro pop music is legit, and also really influencing several genres of music that are popular today. Um, seventh most likely, I had Rage Against. Or not seventh most likely. Sorry, seventh, my seventh choice. I had Rage Against the Machine. I really do think that they were an impo uh, important band in '90s music and, and '90s uh, uh, '90s alternative funk metal hard rock. Um, I. Uh, 
And I mean, also they did, especially they did have a few albums that were amazing. Uh, their first album and their third album gotta be among the all-time great albums. Um, I know that the a lot of people make a big deal about their debut album. I personally think Battle of Los Angeles is their absolute masterpiece. Um, but yeah, I if I if I could vote seven, they'd be on there. Um, and then after that, um, there uh for the rest of these. I at least considered them, um, but uh, I uh, I didn't uh, have them as high as some of the other ones. Uh, in eighth, I had uh, Duran Duran. I, uh, I, I think that they were really important in new wave music, synth pop music, and alternative music. Uh, and I mean, admittedly, I am a sucker for '80s alternative music, uh, so you could say maybe there's a little bit bias there. I, I Trendoran isn't one that I've always gravitated towards, admittedly, so there really isn't. Um, I just think that the other artists ahead of them were more influential than they were. Um, ninth, I have Beck. I really do think he's important to art, artist in alternative music. Uh, I, um, and I think that. I he has multiple albums that are like incredible albums. Odelay in particular is an absolute masterpiece. Um, I love that album, and he has several songs that were big on alternative radio charts. Um, the Grammys aren't necessarily a good indicator of who will get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by any means. He's been popular with the Grammys also, uh, but yeah, I I don't. I mean. I, I was surprised it took him this long to get nominated. That said, I wouldn't I'd have him as my ninth favorite one in this class. Tenth, I have New York Dolls. I think that they're really important in uh in like a in glam rock, alternative development of glam rock, alternative music, um, hard rock, uh to a certain extent, punk music. Uh I just think that MC five was more important in that regard, and I think that some of the other ones were more influential out of them. Uh Eurythmics, I have eleventh. I uh, I do think that they're really under uh, they for a while they were underrated there, um, and, uh, but they really were important an important synth pop band in the eighties. So uh, I, and I think that especially now that Depeche Mode has gotten in, then especially now I always I always considered uh, synth pop to be uh close enough to alternative music to say yeah you can put them in, but um. But yeah, so now I think that that makes them more likely in this case, whereas I wasn't sure in the past. But it does seem like that they are pop. A lot of people are liking them as well, which I'm glad for them. I just think that they weren't as influential as the ones ahead of them. Twelfth, I have Devo. Um, Devo's really important in in uh, an important new wave act, an important post punk act, important in the in the development of music video. So in those regards, they're really important in music. Uh, I just don't think that they had the um. I think a lot of the acts ahead of them have a more notable catalog and were more influential. I personally gear more towards influence than catalog, which is why some artists that will come up in a little bit uh, are as late as they are. Um, 13th, I have Carly Simon, which is funny because I do think that because I when she first was nominated, I was like, I get why. But and I was thinking, was she that influential? But do research. There are a lot of artists that um have that actually have been influenced by her in particular Tori Amos Taylor Swift uh has cited her as a major influence and along with several other like pop rock or pop rock artists have so I think that uh that so that really made me think yeah she should be in just the issue is I think that I think that oh, really everyone at least has a case um 14th I have Pat Benatar um because I know this some people might sound think this is blasphemous, but I, especially hard rock fans, are like, "Come on, she's a hard rock artist." I really, I, I don't think, I, I don't hold her. I think that she's as influential as a lot of people say. I mean, because similar, I felt the same kind of way with Joan Jett, which is probably more blasphemous. I think that with Joan Jett, it's like, basically, it's like, yeah, she's a badass rock chick that has a guitar. Was that uh? is basically uh is how like people treated her uh treated her influence um but made it sound like it was huge but i mean me i don't think either of them did as much songwriting as a lot of the artists ahead of them uh or as good songwriting 
Um, and Panic Manitar's prime was really short. Um, I mean, people act like it was a long time. It really wasn't. Um, do I think there's a case to be in for her to be in? Yeah, I do. Um, I just don't have her as high as the others for, uh, for those reasons, though. Um, though I do think that, uh, in a time that I do think it, it can't be overlooked that in a time where there were so few female hard rock artists, she emerged as one of them. So I think that can't be overlooked, but at the same time, they still have yet to nominate or induct the Runaways, uh, which, uh, actually Joan Jett was originally in and several of the members ended up having great careers from that group. I think that they, they're no brand to get in yet. Joan Jett and Pat Benatar will probably get in before the Runaways get consideration. Um, 15th, I have Lionel Richie. Um, he has an amazing, he has like a real a huge catalog. Um, so many pop hits. So that's why I'm like, you, eventually, if you have that many hits, then you do warrant serious consideration. The issue, though, is that I don't think that he's, well, he was influential in a lot of ways. I just don't think he had the influence as a lot of these other artists. So that's why I ha only have him 15th. Um, I mean, I'm predicting him to get in. I'd be happy for him. He's a really talented artist and seems like an awesome guy. And he also is a really good songwriter, too. Um, 16th, I have Dion Warwick, which is funny because I hope she gets in. Um, I don't think she will, but I hope she gets in. I have her 16th. Basically, I mean, I, there's a lot that I, a lot, a lot of artists here that I hope get in here. Um, I just, part of me wishes they would just say, okay, all 17 of you getting, congrats. Um, but yeah, I think that the reason I have her so low is because I think that uh, she didn't quite because she didn't. I think that in a case where because I do have older at a high high regard than other people do because um, like artists that I've spoken highly of like uh, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, even Elvis also, uh, they were able to take a song that they didn't write and make it their own. Um, Dionne Warwick was also exceptional at that. Um, the the thing is, though, I think that when you have that load of a class, and eat, all of them have at least some influence, I think that I look, I do, uh, if an artist is does write their, uh, can write their own music, I tend to, I do sometimes favor that over it. So I think that's why I have her so low. I do hope she gets in. I don't think she will, though. Um, 17th, I have Dolly Parton. Uh, the reason is because I made, I determined who I vote for prior to her saying that she would, uh, who because i think i voted on i voted sometime in the middle of last week uh and dolly, at that time i said you know what dolly parton wants to be removed from the ballot i will i won't even consider her as a result if she hadn't said that um i might not have had her in the i might have had i would definitely would have had her in my top eight uh i don't think she would have actually cracked the top five because i hold uh because i hold kate bush in such a high regard um but yeah um and I know some. Uh, there will be people that vote for won't vote for her because they say, "Oh, she's not rock though," um, which I know that you had similar kind of cases with uh, when Nina Simone was nominated. People, there were people that went crazy because she's not rock, or uh, when Miles Davis got nominated, it's like he's not rock, even though Miles Davis did uh, have crossover into uh, R and B and, and funk into uh, in like the late sixties, early seventies, but. I, he's more associated with jazz music. Um, my view of it at this point is if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominates someone and says, and that means that they consider them a rock artist, at that point I'll just say, look, y'all consider them a rock artist. In that case, I'll consider them a rock artist. Uh, the main exception is if uh, they have an artist that was uh, that was popular prior to the formation of rock music and might not be a rock artist for me i consider that 1951 with uh, the song rocket 88 um in that case i think that uh um in that case i wouldn't necessarily do that uh and the only reason for that is because the um they have had a history of if an artist didn't get inducted that uh is eligible for the early influence category then they'll just induct them in the early influence category uh, there's been several artists that they've done that with. I personally am not the biggest fan of that because I think that's just stupid. But instead, I mean, still, in that case, I would still be effectively uh, encouraging that by that policy. But, um, hey, 
it's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What more? What what more can we expect from them? Um, so that's it for this episode. I have no idea when they'll be announced. Uh, when they're announced, I'll record a podcast episode with for that. Um, my and you know what? Since we're not quite at an hour yet in actual time, although with the ads and uh, some little surprise that I'm gonna that I that my little surprise that I included in this episode. Um, since I'm assuming I did include this, if I didn't, then ignore that. Um, so for my next blog post, uh, one thing that I started doing early on in the pandemic because I was born as so I, you know um, was that I started creating uh, lineups for these fictional festivals I invented it, so for this what I decided to do for fun at one point that I thought would be a fun series and I've been working on for a while now is making festivals for artists that have released albums recently originally what I was going to do was doing I was going to do a uh, ones that had since the start of the pandemic but i decided since the pandemic uh uh since covid really hit countries and was declared a pandemic or it was more treated as more of a pandemic in different countries at different times like uh i know for instance in china it hit china before it hit the u.s for instance i don't think that would be fair to do it that way when uh certain are to say like for instance any album since the start of the pandemic so instead i just decided We'll do festival for artists that have released albums in 2021. And in that, I count as studio albums, compilation albums, uh, live albums, extended plays, and select re-releases. Um, not ever, all albums as re-released. Not all re-released albums. Um, but uh, certain, but several I did, in, did consider. Um, I didn't include artists who just released singles there. Um, and the reason for that was because... Uh, a lot of times artists don't typically tour just for the release of a single. Uh, that's was my thought process there. So I have a bunch of different uh, festivals. Um, so far, the ones that I have completed, um, it would help to open up the right document and not my um, mock drafts that I'm working on. Um, there we are. There's the festival lineups. Um, it's... Uh, the ones I've completed so far is like a Warped Tour type one, a Hard Rock type one, uh, a hip hop one, um, an alternative one, a country one. Uh, some of these I abbreviated it here, and I'm trying to remember what the what the abbreviations stand for. Um, a progressive rock slash experimental one, uh, with some electronic thrown in there too. Um, oh, a jam one. I couldn't figure out what J was. Um, an electronic one, uh, a classic rock one, a pop one, a, an extreme metal one, and an R&B one. I'm currently working on a Latin one and also like a K-pop, uh, K C-pop, uh, J-pop, P-pop, plus, because um, I'm sure I'm for, I know I'm going to forget what, uh, at least a couple if I keep going. Um one and then I'm have a few others that I'm going to do, in, uh, including one that's a general one that's a Coachella type setup. All of them are going to be set up the same type of way: three day festival, uh, Friday having twenty two x, Saturday Sunday having twenty three. The reason for that is just because I, uh, I just decided rather than try to experiment with when to have different acts at different times, I just decided to steal the setup that uh, Epicenter had, which I went to in twenty nineteen. Um, which was four stages, uh, two stages near to uh, each uh, pair of stages near each other, where they would just rotate which act was performing on each of the pairs, um, or which stage was being used for each of the pairs. I should say pairs. I should say, um, and then similar time structure, with the exception of the jam one, the progressive rock one, and I think the electronic one is a little bit different. Um, yeah, all those ones were a little bit different. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the first one, I'll probably just do them in the order that I complete them. And I'm thinking I'll probably try to do either once so release one once a week or one every week or one every other week, something like that. Uh, so I'll keep the blog going for a while, which I've been inconsistent about. Um, I'll either start it this week or next week, depending on because uh, I am going to be busy with work uh, this week. Uh, 
in particular, actually for a few weeks probably. So I'm gonna be focused. So I'm gonna have, and I'm, for my blog, I'm gonna have a focus on the WNBA uh, preview blog, and then uh, I'll do that afterwards. Um, so I'll start out with the Warp Tour one, and then I'll just go through them in order of the ones I completed, uh, and uh, I'll just keep releasing them then. So that's what's coming up on the blog. Next episode, I have no idea what we're going to be discussing next episode. Um, I'd imagine some more music festivals. Otherwise, I haven't decided yet. I'll come up with something when we get closer, though. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, make sure you like the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony. And just bought a trademark yet. Make sure you check out those two blogs. Be on the lookout for posts for both, both blogs um, for the before it's baller trademark yet this week uh feeling groupy either this week or next week and i'll talk to y'all soon bye Stay nice and do the-